Welcome to the Beyond Intent Podcast. This is Andre, and on behalf of myself and my two co-hosts, Adrian and TJ, we would like to thank you for listening to the podcast. But real quick, we got a quick message for you. You'll notice these first two episodes that the podcast is named something different. So now the podcast formerly known as Be Heard is now Beyond Intent. Thank you. And we hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Be Heard Podcast. I am your host, Andre, Dre for short. I'm joined by my co-host this week, Adrian. How you doing, Adrian? I'm doing great. Doing great. I'm excited about who we got today. Exactly. Excuse me, and I apologize. The doctor. I'm not talking about Dr. Dre. I'm talking about Dr. Adrian. <laughs> I, forget, I keep forgetting that, that I have a doctor. Dumb. I, I know, man. I know. But like I said last week, get used to it. Get used to it. But today, going off the same theme we had before, if you didn't get to listen last week, you're already behind. But to catch people up, we're doing something a little different with this podcast. This is the second episode, and we are introducing the world to us. So this week, we have the pleasure of having our great friend, on board and uh, we get to put him in the hot seat ask him some questions uh, he's a guy that created one of the most successful semi-pro leagues in the shortest amount of time i've ever seen and created a clothing brand that had the same quality the same feel as under armor i mean he's, he's done pretty much everything adrian why don't you go ahead and introduce the world to who we got today? Who we have today is the founder of World Model League Football, as well as DNA Athletic Wear. Allow me to introduce to all of you none other than Thomas Dickerman Jr., or we call TJ. How are you doing, TJ? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you, guys. I have to say this one thing before we go forward. If it wasn't for TJ, the three of us, that's Andre, TJ, and myself, we would not be sitting here today talking amongst each other and to everybody. It is because of him that brought us all together. The link. The link. <laughs> what, what, should that be my name? The link. That's my rapper name. The link. <laughs> Oh, at least I like at least we're not calling you the missing link. Right. At least we're not calling you the missing link. That's right. 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 That's right. All right. Well, let's jump right into it. Be her podcast presented by Manifest Beast. TJ, are you ready? I am. And I just real quick just wanna I I hope that I hope that the link was worth it. I hope that, you know, this 
we continue to grow and everything, guys. I, I appreciate those words, Adrian. Hey, the link is is great. Um, if you're making life better, I'd say the link works. So yeah. appreciate you, TJ. So first question for me, who is TJ Dickerman? Would would it be the wrong answer to say I don't know from day to day? Not at all. Uh, <laughs> that uh, that's that's actually a really thoughtful question for me because I uh, I've always considered myself a bit of a chameleon. Um, mm. Having you know been in foster care, been in ten plus schools growing up, uh, just kind of had to get in where I fit in. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a father, I'm a husband, um, I am a creator, uh, I am a link, it seems, uh, <laughs> uh, outside of that, yeah, I mean, I just, I am a get in where I fit in kind of guy. I like so, that. Better way to put it. I like that. I, I like that. that. Hey, you mentioned foster care what about your childhood or how did your childhood going through foster care and all that going from school to school to school how did all that shape who you are today um i think it had everything to do with how i became who i am i if if i would have stayed at home if i would have uh not had food on the plate and and constantly been struggling with my with my father and with their their woes as far as monetarily and whatnot I never would have I don't I mean uh, you know you never know if you would have gotten out but I feel like I probably wouldn't have been as strong-willed as I am in the way that I am and I think that it made me I'm not quite a diamond I've still got a ways to go but I think that you know the pressure of the of you know being in foster care never knowing you know, I mean, I had foster foster workers, like the manager of the one that I was a part of told my foster parents that I was worthless, that I'd never become anything. Uh, I had, geez, my own, my, my own uh, getting married and everything was in jeopardy because I came from nothing uh, as far as her parents were concerned. That's changed quite a bit, um, but I think everything... Uh, kind of led to having to succeed because I couldn't, I couldn't look at what I grew up like, you know, as a, as a way of life, I guess. I didn't want to see my kids that way, my wife that way, myself that way. I think that it made me rise up, I guess is the best way to put it. I, I went for everything I could go for and I still do to this day because of the way I grew up. Awesome. Awesome. Now, one thing that uh, I know we we like to talk about a lot, and uh, it it can become quite comical. Um, you know, it can become a, a venting session. It, I mean, pretty much all sorts of feelings uh, come from this next question. But um, I know, you know, I know for me, um, definitely a a big life changer. But what would you say? How has becoming a dad changed your life? Well, uh, let's see. So I go back to Noah being born 
Um, and I think you guys know this. Um, I've said it before. Um, he was born with gastroschisis, mm-hmm. which is um, uh, an opening in the abdominal wall of a baby in utero. Um, and basically, uh, he was born with his large and small intestine on the outside of his body. Um, and I don't know about y'all, but being 22 and having something like that happen kind of kind of shakes you back alive you know, kind of, kind of takes you out of the humdrum, I guess, for lack of a better way to put it. Um, and that was the way I started fatherhood. And I think that that in and of itself made me, it fast forwarded me 20 years of parenting (laughs) from my perspective. You know, I just felt like we went through a special kind of, uh, I don't want to use the word hell because obviously there were good points in this, but I, I definitely, it made me more aware, more accountable. Um, but in general, fatherhood has, (laughs) has taken all of my time away. (laughs) Um, It's, uh, it's not in, you know, it's not in a completely bad way, of course, but I can tell you this year being the first year that all three of my kids are, off to school it's wild how much i've been able to be doing you know the podcast with you guys uh was recording another podcast yesterday but i think that it has kind of made me respect my my uh my time a lot more as well because um and their time right because you know when you when you're talking with your kids Sometimes you're short with them and you don't want to have the conversation, but when you sit there and you actually converse with them, it's, it's quite interesting what those, what those young minds are capable of if you give them time to get it out. Right. Yeah. Again, they came with a lot more knowledge than we did when we were at that age. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that I, uh, we actually, we had a moment where somebody did a false claim about, uh, the kids not being taken care of. And one of the most prideful moments of my life was when they came in and saw a fridge and pantry over full mm. and wow. without warning, you know, like I, I was man, when that lady came to the door, I was <laughs> very, very, very upset, but right. man, was it a great feeling when she's like, I got to come in and look now. And mm. we were able to say that, <laughs> you know, come, come look. Um, because my parents wouldn't have been able to do that on a, on a whim, you know, somebody yeah. came to check on us back when we were younger, chances are they were going to find nothing, but some, some, you know, a band of cockroaches playing mariachi in the uh, kitchen. Um, <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, so I, I am, I would say I'm blessed. I'm lucky. I'm happy for the way my kids are able to grow up. And I think that that's, you know, Kids will either, more often than not, I think they make you, right? Then yeah. then break you. They do. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, part of my legacy will definitely be what I can give them so that they can get on the ground running. We talked about that on the last podcast, Ray, mm-hmm. the way that you had your parents kind of, you were able to see them do basically what we're all doing. Um, and And it allowed you... I, I would I would like to believe that it allowed you to hit the ground running at what you wanted to run at a little earlier. Absolutely. Oh, that's what I hope for with my kids. 
Yeah, yeah. It's almost like almost like what we said last year. I mean, last week I said last year. Lord help me. <laughs> that uh, <laughs> we saw what our parents did and what they couldn't do, and we knew what they wanted to do. Yeah, and yeah. to be able to do that now, well, heck, I, I, I'm sure will make our parents very proud of what we have achieved. I know your parents are happy about what you have achieved so far, because TJ is the youngest of the three of us. Oh, and actually, I'm middle, right? Isn't Dre cool. young? I'm 35. I'm 35 too, though. Well, what, uh, oh, well, oh like, now we gotta uh-oh. because we were supposed to do this by age. If I'm the youngest, oh, we might have messed uh, that up. No, I think I am older. Remember, because I was born in '85. So was I. What? Lord, oh yeah. shoot! You are a little bit older than me because you're yeah. the fifth, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm December fifth. Yeah. Dang! So we did this out of order. On top of it, we should have been doing yours. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. I'm not the link. I'm not the <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we gotta have you in the middle to bridge us together. Yeah, we gotta hold it together. No, we're doing things different. We're we changing the game. <laughs> but no. the thing is, even, even though okay, we say he's the youngest, he has lived the I won't say lived the most, but he has been through a whole lot of things that people have yet to go through. I mean, I, I'll be 47 this year. I haven't been through half the stuff this year. I mean, I may have had a crazy childhood, but he's been through foster care. That alone says that alone, a lot. That's a, that, that's a, uh, that's tough. Um, just to, to consider how many kids don't come back from that. Um, yeah. you know, I mean, that's, Again, you know, now I will say that's that's huge, but my all-time TJ accomplishment, if I can go off script a little bit, is getting a game played at Cowboys Stadium, my favorite team. That if I did if I didn't already like TJ, like that that set it over the edge was <laughs> to be at Cowboys Stadium and pull off. I mean if you look at it, that that's impossible. Um, but you pull it off insane. <laughs> One year is all it took. We, uh, you know, funny story, and I don't know if Adrian remembers this. There's this guy. Uh, I don't think it was Trevor Coxworth that I was talking to about it. I think it was somebody else that he was affiliated with that eventually started a team or like a league up in like Minnesota or something. But anyway, we were talking early on, and he was really interested in the league and. I said to him, uh, because I'm a Jets fan, I was like, you know, they just built the new Jets stadium, and I would love to have an NFL stadium for our league championship. And, man, he stopped me. He stonewalled me right away. He was like, you've got to get that out of your mind right now. You've got to. There is absolutely no way that you could look at doing that in the first year. He's like, you need to try to contact one of those nice Southern high schools with a big stadium, you know, get in with them nice and just wine and dine them. And, uh, and I said, see, I don't, I don't know. I, I just, I think that if we, if we keep the path 
we keep the marketing, the advertising and everything on the up and up and, you know, just push forward. I don't see why we can't do this. And uh, we made some connections and uh, we, <laughs> we, one of our, one of our team owners was affiliated and yeah, we got in there. We had the stadium from morning to night. We were actually past midnight when we left because there was an injury during the championship game. It kind of held us up a little bit, but uh, the only downside is, I don't know if you remember this, Dre, we went during a sub, like it was like 37 degrees. Mm-hmm. And the previous night was an ice storm. <laughs> and I don't know if you've been to, have you been to the stadium before? Um, yes, yes. Okay. You, the big glass doors in the yeah. front of the stadium, it created like this wind tunnel of like 20 degree, like no more, probably like 10 degree wind chill. Oh, when they opened up the front doors because the wind was howling at like 30 degrees. <laughs> Or 30 miles per hour. So it was, it was miserable, but nonetheless, yes, that, uh, sorry, you got me off on the tangent with the <laughs> stuff. So, but I, I absolutely loved it. Wonderful. Yeah, because Wonderful. that actually, that leads me into a question I have. What made you get into the sports industry? So what people don't know is that you also owned a semi-pro football team at one time as well. What oh, we made you go into it? Oh, oh, what made me go into it? <laughs> what made you get into sports to get into the love of the sports industry? Because you okay, gotta have so, a love of being in the business of sports to get into that. Yes, love as well as the want to crush the soul of another human being. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um so I'll take you back. I was uh I was with a team called the Hilton Head Sharks. They uh, they had me basically help them out with everything, get them off the ground, or at least help them get on get them off the ground. I can't speak illy of them because we're we're you know we still talk, we're still friends on Facebook, but we we had a deal, you know, like we had a plan. I was going to coach. I was helping them with everything. And the plan just kind of went sideways. So I started my own team. And now for one of my most embarrassing moments of my life, was it 98 to zero? We lost that game, I think. Yeah. We lost our final game that we played 90. Well, actually second to last game, 98 to zero, because we had joined the GDFL and Mm -hmm. uh, good old, good old Charles Thompson. um, We, uh, we joined we had our schedule that week. We were supposed to play another first year team and he decided to change the schedule on us, which, you know, Oh, well, whatever. Well, he changed our schedule to their previous year's champion. Um, the, what was that? Was that, uh, was that Inglewood, the Inglewood Blackhawks? No, this was even before they were a part of the GDFL. This was like a Southeast team, like a South Carolina team or a North Carolina team. I can't even remember their name now, but they came like 70 strong. Wow. In a travel game and absolutely demolished us in every way, shape and form. Um, so basically I lost most of my team because who's going to play through a 98 to zero loss. Um, 
and and who's even going to admit that that ever happened you know only me the crazy guy that you know <laughs> but nonetheless uh so i basically i shut down the team after another game because it just wasn't worth making the guys come out and play 16 you know with five able to interchange um right. and i said to myself i was like you know what i can do it better than the gdfl mm. um, and so i put out some feelers i create a new facebook account um man adrian must have found me like two weeks in oh wow yeah um i still remember that first email adrian adrian goes i am interested in you know working with the league and I just want to know uh, what kind of payment I'd be looking at. <laughs> and, and I don't mean to laugh, Adrian, but just looking back at it, I'm like, holy crap. You know, like I, dude, I just started this five minutes ago. I don't even know how I'm going to, you know, make enough to, to run the, you know, run the show. Um, and I remember telling him, I was like, you know what? I, I got to be honest with you. It's going to be a free position, at least for the first year, because I need to focus every ounce of money and energy into building this league. Um, we went back and forth and I remember he told me, Farah told him that he probably shouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because it was a free position and, and she didn't want him wasting his time on that, but he ended up coming on board and uh, Adrian was my, uh, you know, I'm a left-hander, so I'll say my left-hand guy, right, than my right-hand guy, but he, uh, he's been with me since, Late 2012, Adrian? Yeah, 2012. Yeah. Um, geez, next year is going to be 10 years. Um, but anyway, I, uh, I'm, I'm a shorter dude. I'm a littler dude. The, the main question you asked is what made me get into it was I have always been very good at sports. Very, very good at sports, except for I'm just not built for it, for lack of a better way to put it. Um, I wasn't blessed with a six foot five frame like some people, <clears throat> um, <laughs> you know, all that good fun stuff. But um, my mind just works with it because I really believe sports and people are, are uh, you've got to be good with people to be in sports uh, or you've got to be really good one or the other. And I just, I thought that it was the perfect thing to get into. Perfect. Perfect. And see, see people, let me, let me break this down for, for the people in the back who might not have understood what just happened. The whole manifest beast lifestyle and, and, and living by that is, is exactly what TJ is all about. You see my man just said he was going to play in the NFL stadium and he made it happen in a year. Um, again, I don't think people realize how hard and impossible that is to make happen. Uh, but my man did it, you know, said he was going to get into sports like, I mean, it just goes to show, you know, you speak it or write it, you know, whatever, and believe it. Like I'm telling you, that's a superpower, man. You need to tap into that. You need to tap into that if you're not. Um, I, I'm, I'm kind of waiting up for TJ to write a book. To be honest, um, you know, we're all waiting. Okay? We're all we got, we got a little more work to do before that. <laughs> you should also talk about. In Unless book, it's a fiction book, e I can write some fiction books for you. But as far as uh, life <laughs> books, we got we got a little bit of work to do. <laughs> well, people also don't know that TJ is also a gamer. I'm a pro gamer. Yes. I'm a pro gamer. Yes. I'm a pro gamer. Huh? Yes, he is a, a very 
good gamer. Um, I put my money on him to smack uh, smack a lot of people. So anybody you challenge me in Madden, TJ's on my team. So, I remember one time during the football league, he put a challenge out to anyone that wanted to play him. Was it on Xbox? I think it was on yep. Xbox. Madden on Xbox. I don't know how many people stepped up to that. I know it wouldn't be me because I am so bad at Madden. He would have ran the score up on me too. I would have had to give up the sticks. Nobody, <laughs> nobody won. Let's put it that way. Nobody won. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, definitely. Before I get into my next question, though, uh, your story actually uh, prompted another question for me, and uh, and I think it's one that people don't often explore. But what? Like, what does failure mean to you? What does failure mean to me? Um, failure's tough. Failure is uh, definitely a part of life. Um, I am not going to sugarcoat it and say, like, you know, how people are like, oh, I love failure. I love this. I love mm-hmm. that. I, I hate <laughs> failure. I work very hard to not um to not end in failure i think that for me if if you so uh, i see i'm trying to find the words dre you got me on one um (laughs) i think i think for me failure means that it's not over Mm -hmm. but you need to pivot you need to move because if you reached failure it means that you either reached the 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 end of your rope that you're interested in doing it any further or you need to take out some parts and put something else in if that makes any right. sense it's kind of yeah. it's kind of like making food right yep um you got you taste your soup and if it tastes like crap you throw it out <laughs> um but <laughs> But if it tastes all right and maybe it's a little bland, mm-hmm. you're still in the game. Right. I think that I think that for me, failure failure means uh, a new beginning mm. and yeah. an opportunity for you to make a decision. Um, I think that too many people go through life without real failure, and it stunts their growth because they never pivot they never move they're okay and i don't i guess for me i've never been okay with being okay i get very bored yes and that was hard on adrian i think too because i think that that was part of what happened with wmlf uh with world minor league football i know that it was hard for more than just adrian but adrian's you know like my closest confidant when it comes to that stuff right i I got to a point where we succeeded, but mm-hmm. I felt like I felt like in semi-pro there were so many opportunities for it to become a failure that I kind of I kind of said, "Do we really do we really sit here and spin our wheels eventually either ducking out becoming a great semi-pro league to what avail, by the way?" Um, mm. because you know just as well as I do, even the best semi-pro leagues are still failures. They, they don't, yeah. they don't yeah. churn out much. Um, you, you know, you even look at the arena league, how many, how many guys get to go further, Dre? Right. Oh, well, 
I can speak from experience. Yeah. <laughs> it, and it's nothing. It's not on that player. But if that player is going to go further, right. they need to where the to go I mean, yeah, to the right. NFL. You're right. I mean, the the longer, I mean, for for lack of a better, I guess, statement. The, I mean, the longer you are not outdoors, your value goes down. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, you you hit the nail on the head with that. Um, yeah, it's it's a uh, you're you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But uh, you know, I I definitely think that you you hit on the fact of you know failure doesn't mean it's over. Um, it, it's, you know, it simply means, you know, there's a decision to be made at, at that time. Adrian, you got, you got uh, to add to that? One thing that I got from TJ as well, because I know he's a big Gary V guy. Mm. Gary V and Ferris. Yep. And, and the thing about failure is, and I believe I'm getting this from him, is that it's only a failure when you stop. If you can learn from past mistakes where that people with the Zima failure, you can build up on that and be something else. Or or take what lot what's left from what you were doing and use it to something else. I think TJ said it last week when we were talking to me about some things he had from other businesses, and then you found out that those pieces what people are deemed as failures to be used towards something else to build up something else. Because TJ also had done uh, marketing. He's also done uh, graphic designs. And even though everything has come out to be super top, I won't say super top notch, but you know, where some people will be like, oh, it ain't all that. TJ took it and built something else out of it. And that's very inspiring. What keeps you going like that? Actually, I I think I think I can I uh, this is a weird thing for a, a guest to do, but can I can I evolve that question? Go ahead. Um, manifest beast. We break rules. <laughs> um I think that the question I would rather answer is what almost makes you stop going? Um, well, the reason I want to answer that is because you mentioned DNA. I bounced to DNA, uh, performance sports, where helping create that with a guy over in uh, the UK, I, um, uh, it kind of, it kind of ended sour and it was one of the first times in my life where I kind of, I kind of went to almost shutdown mode. And that was before, we, you know, the three of us had started talking about mental health and being more open with each other. And I remember I was gasping for air and I'd talk to you guys about it, but I felt like we all weren't there yet. And that's nothing, you know, on you guys or anything. But, man, it's what it's what almost makes you stop that makes you think the most, I think. Yeah, Um, because, man we were, we were doing well. We, we, yeah. I mean, we were doing really well. Like we had one of the biggest California youth programs buying jerseys from us. Um, we were moving towards doing, you know, just t-shirts in general, you know, like just stuff that people could buy right off the shelves and whatnot. Um, there were even a few conversations with like, uh, 
Walmart type companies as far as like carrying product and, you know, to have a co-founder kind of rip that all out from underneath you um, when you're in your prime, you know, or so you feel, you know, um, that I think is something that I almost wasn't able to keep going through. Um, and that's the only reason I said I wanted to evolve that question because Adrian, I don't know how I got through that. I have no words other than if I'm being completely honest, maybe embarrassment mm. that, you know, that I had fallen from WMLF and DNA was taken off DNA. I mean, Dre, you were right there. You were close in the DNA stuff, like really close. Um, and you saw how well we were doing. We were having conversations every dang day about DNA. It was one of those yeah. businesses that was just about to have like actual day to day. This is what we've got to do this morning. This is what we've got to right. do by the evening. Um, design, you know, sessions. Um, and I think that the only thing that, you know, that we, we talk about toxic masculinity, but that might've been the only thing that actually saved me is the, the, the embarrassment, you know, looking at around and, and being like, geez, you know, Adrian's still asking me about WML, MLF and other people are asking if we're still having games or if we're coming back. And I had already moved past that and onto something that was going to grow even bigger. And then I had it all shut down. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't really know. I don't know. I don't know. in in a moment like that, what kept me going other than embarrassment, if you want my honest opinion. It's good to be honest about that. No, I mean, that's, that's real. I mean, that's as real as it gets. And that's what we're looking for. And just how you viewed it. I mean, you're right uh, to, to ask that question. So, um, I guess some days, I guess some days we have to, we have to harness our, harness our worst traits mm -hmm. to pick ourselves up. I, I don't know if you remember as a teenager in sports, but man, there was nothing like getting hit and getting back up. Yeah, there was there was something empowering about it, um, especially you know if if the guy was looking at you and, and he just knew he hurt you, um, yep. you know, and to, and to get back up. So you're you're right, man. There there's no better feeling than to get back up, you know, after you've been knocked down. It also goes also goes to show. Although TJ didn't mention the person, that one bad leak can mess some things up. And that's why we talk about the importance of surrounding yourself with the best people possible that can help you grow and be a better you. I yep. would say right and, now. Exactly. And and to to add to that, you know, I consider you two two of my closest friends and we've never met in person. But we've all known each other for, geez, nine years, eight years. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I think Did that the biggest thing is, you know, being able to, if I'm worried about Adrian, I can call Dre or message Dre and be like, because I have in the past. Um, I still remember when you were struggling with the church, Adrian, and I was worried about you like crazy. Yeah. And I still remember messaging Dre and being like, are you getting this sense too? Are you worried about him? Um, yeah. and, yeah. and I hope 
people, I, I think that people often misconstrue that as, you know, they're talking behind another person's back. But I think when you're really close to people and you find a good circle and you know that you can trust that that person has your best interest in mind every time, I think that that doesn't become offensive. It almost becomes like a next level of care. Like, holy yeah. cow, these people are talking about me in a good way when I don't know. These people are, you know, coming together to work on a problem for me. Yeah. Um, and I kind of wish we were that close back when everything happened with Will. Uh, yeah. I could have used, mm. used that like crazy. Um, right. right. But that's, you know, that's just a little uh, what what you were saying, Adrian, it's a little add on it. It's so good to have people that are like, it's like family, you know? Exactly. Off exactly. on a tangent. Sorry about it. Oh, no, we love it. We love it. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, this I'm pretty sure you all know what time it is. But this is a segment of the show we like to call the manifest moment. Uh, for those who are just tuning in with us, uh, during this time, we allow our guests to pretty much ask the universe for what it is they want or whatever they want to claim in their life. So, TJ, what do you want to manifest the most? You would have thought that I would have had this, like, thought about, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that what I want to manifest the most is my health. Um, I want to be around long enough to see us finish this out. I want to be, I want to get to where I'm healthy as I was in college. I want to get to where I know that 30 years from now, we're going to be talking on a podcast about this moment. Um, I just want to be, I want to make that a concerted effort of mine coming here soon. Uh, yeah, to just be able to, you know, I want to, I guess, you know, manifest us eventually having that meetup, uh, seeing our kids grow up, seeing what they do, having these discussions about them, because let's be honest, they got, they got an even bigger head start than we do. Right. Um, and I, I guess, yeah, I guess I want to, I want to manifest health for all of us. I want to, I want to see us, you know, that's why I always, you know, after you talk about your foot surgery and stuff, Adrian, I'm always on you. Yeah. Asking you about it and making sure that you're all right, because we, we aren't done yet. And, uh, yeah, I want to manifest my health. I want to manifest our health. I want to see us. We, we got at least, at least another 40, 50 years guys. Uh, um, I, I, oh yeah. So, so that's, uh, yeah, let's. Uh, that's that's what I'm gonna manifest, and I think that's something all of us can manifest together. So we're gonna get our island together. The island we haven't forgot. We have not yep. forgot the island. Okay. Absolutely, goals, goals, goals. A yeah. tropical one, not no British yes. Columbia. No, 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 no. Right, right. <laughs> I, I can do without the snow. I cannot. We don't need snow. to be building igloos on our island. No, 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 no. I like penguins, but I don't want to see them on my island. <laughs> right. uh, now, we talked. To, you, we we touched earlier on the some of the embarrassing moments, you know, with the uh, like from the football team to what happened with DNA. Is there something else 
where you thought it was all over in your life? Because I know these two were embarrassing moments in your life, and the, you know, your professional life, but in your overall life, when did you think it was over? And how did you dig yourself out of it? Or are you still in the process of digging yourself out of it? Uh, hmm. Um, I think that probably, geez, there's so many good times. <laughs> and by good times, <laughs> I mean not so good a time. Uh, I would say the thing that makes me get back up and the thing that makes me keep going is is probably I was uh, probably seven or eight. And uh, I got this really bad stomach flu and, you know, my parents weren't, weren't doing the best as it was. Um, And I still remember I was laying on the floor my mom, she pulls out this body pillow and just says, lay on this body pillow. And for about two days, I laid there unable to do so much as get up um, and get a drink. I didn't drink for like two, three days. By the time it was all said and done, I lost a lot of weight. I was in the hospital actually, um, whether it's a a misplaced memory or if it did in fact happen, because you know, when you're seven, you don't fully remember all this stuff, but, uh, my doctor pulled my dad out to the hallway and I don't know for sure that I heard him correctly, but all, all in all, he said, you might want to tell him that you love him because he might not make it through the night. And, uh, and that is the, only time that I can recollect my father saying, I love you to me. And then I had, uh, they had meningitis was running rampant in Chicago at the time. And so they did a spinal tap, found out I didn't have meningitis, but you know, giving a spinal tap to a seven-year-old is oh so much fun. Um, so yeah, I just, I just remember, uh, laying there thinking that I wasn't going to wake up that night. Um, but like looking back on it, uh, I think that that's, yeah, I think that's probably when I was signing off for lack of a better way to put it. Like I thought that it was, I was toast. I can only imagine. But again, you know, I I think it goes to show, you know, the, the strong nature in you, TJ, as far as making it through, I mean, anything, I mean, the struggles and everything, health, you know, living situation, whatever the case may be. Um, so I, I think uh, for anybody, really, you know, you you keep having those struggles, and every time, you know, you get you get closer to to getting over these struggles, and and uh, you know, every time you get back up, um, and that you know, you get a win, and I just think perseverance. You know, if I had to say it any other way, um, you just got to fight in spirit. You know, and that's that's again something that. Uh, you know, you really can't teach, you know, you just gotta, you gotta kind of grow that muscle. So. Yep. Yep. I, uh, sorry, I didn't have like a more, you know, adult version of that. I guess for the most part, I think that we, uh, we make every moment that's bad, pretty bad. Um, but, but it, man, if we could, if we could harness that situation, that worst point to just remind ourselves the sun comes out again, you know, from, I, I guess that's the, a, a very cliche way to put it, but yeah, you just, it, but it's, it's wild because I, Dre, you and I, with our housing situation this last year, um, we both were going crazy. You would have thought that 
we both were living through, you know, the worst situation that could happen. And it's at least good to know that that, that resiliency kind of lives on <laughs> within yeah. us. Uh, but at the same time, it's kind of laughable, right? To think about <laughs> that against our worst moments. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right, man. It's, uh, but, but, yeah. Yeah. Hey, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Oh man. Whew. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Never put a pool in your backyard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. About, about that. <laughs> I don't even want to know. <laughs> oh man. The joys. The joys. You know what? As long as I, they're happy. As long as they're happy, I'm happy. Right? I, right. Exactly. I have, I have a little trampoline in that four year old. She'll be five in a couple of days. Keeps asking me, when are you going to jump on the trampoline? When I can float between from gravity. I Tuck jump on that chin. thing, I'm going through it. Tuck your chin. Tuck your chin. <laughs> 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 I'm not jumping on that little trampoline. I'm, I'm here to tell you, if you're talking a little trampoline, you might not want to get on that trampoline, bro. You oh, I, I keep asking her. I, I asked her one time and said, do you have life insurance policy out on me that I do not know about? Oh, Steve. <laughs> He's trying to kill me. Right? Right? Uh, yeah, I get on the trampoline and I'm in pain. I can't. Yeah. Oh, man. No. And it's a big old trampoline, too. I just right. see myself on ridiculousness if I get on this trampoline because someone somewhere is going to have a camera on me. Don't do it. Yep. Look at that. Himself on look at that big boy get on that trampoline. Don't do it. Don't do yep. it. <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of kids, TJ, what would you say to your younger self if you had the opportunity to speak with awesome little TJ? <laughs> Um, man, I think, I think I would say, don't become a chameleon. Don't allow the people that are lacking joy to suck the joy out of you. Mm. Um, because growing up, man, maybe I was meant to be an extrovert because I loved telling jokes man my parents would have their friends come over they'd have me do a little leprechaun accent and you know be all funny and stuff but then they'd be like okay go away you're getting annoying <laughs> um <laughs> which you know everybody as parents do to a certain extent but man that happened in in school that happened in life in general i think to a certain extent it gave me a little bit of self-control but it took a long time to to get brave again if that makes any sense no, kind of what what Adrian said last week, right? The confidence thing. Right. Um, I, I think that, yeah, I think that I would just say, keep doing you. Perfect. Don't, you know, don't forget it. Keep doing you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Short, sweet, simple. Just the way a kid likes it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Good deal. Good deal. Well, TJ, it has been an absolute pleasure. There were things I knew. There were things that I realized I had forgotten and remembered. And there were things I learned. Uh, and I 100% stand by my original statement that 
you, you know, not only are outstanding friend, but super motivational. I'm telling you people, I didn't say the book thing because I was being funny. My man's going to come out with a book soon. I'm, you know what? That's what I'm claiming to the universe right there. You know, TJ's going <laughs> to come out with a book. Um, because you got a story, man. You, you got a, a an amazing story. And like just looking at the things you have overcome, like a lot of people are throwing the white flag in immediately. Um, very uncomfortable situations that, you know, I'm sure you wouldn't wish upon anybody to ever have to experience. But uh, nonetheless, fighting spirit, you got through it. Um, so appreciate you, you know putting it all out on the table. Um, AD, you got any closing remarks? Yeah, I'm just happy that we got at this time to dig into the the enigma that is TJ Dickerman. It, like I said, brought back some good memories of from when we first met. I had to go back and look at some of those emails again because I remember <laughs> we emailed back and forth each other when we first met. And I just, I'm just totally and truly blessed to have you in my life man and i don't say that lightly you are my brother you're my brother from another mother i talk to you more than i do my blood brothers and i just love the bond that the three of us have together and how we you know we don't you know it's taboo to say for me to say yo i love you i care about you and they hear that you y'all talk to amongst yourselves about what I was going through with the church when I first got to this one particular church. Y'all, it just makes me feel good. And I'm just happy and blessed to have you in my life. TJ, you always got something to keep me going. And I can't wait till you get to start back streaming. Y'all, call me TJ when he starts back <laughs> streaming. Apex. I mean, watching him on Apex was a blast. It is a blast. And a Rocket League. We got to get a Rocket League team started up, bro. I can't play it, but I help manage it. But, <laughs> but I'm just happy that we had this time to get to know TJ and to introduce TJ to the world because this is just the beginning. We got a long way to go, and I can't wait to see where we go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Grateful for you, TJ. Uh, any last remarks or lasting statements from you, TJ? I just, uh, I appreciate y'all. Y'all know uh, you mean the world to me. We we got a lot of, lot of work to do. So stick around and let's ride. It's about to go back. I love it. I love it. For all of you out there, our guests, thank you for listening. If you want to be heard, remember, you can reach out to us at BeHeardPodcast at gmail.com as well as on all social media at BeHeardPodcast. Until next time, this is the Be Heard Podcast signing off. Be the champion you envision. Feel it, believe it, become it.